Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ath Geeks Podcast. The crew is back together. We got spells here. You know, Ath Geeks Podcast represent. How you been doing, spells? I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm doing good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. This man been on baby leave for a while. So, but he's coming back. He's coming back. His vacation's over. <coughs> for now. It, I'm about to be, now. Me and the rest of the crew about to unionize on your ass. <laughs> hey, that's fair. I mean, hey. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna hop into some topics that uh we, we haven't covered heavily on this show yet. We might have mentioned it one or two times, but we haven't really got into it. So, you know, we wanted to we wanted to get a good you know, I'm like, I can't even think of my words right now. I've been drinking, already messing up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, man, it's just, it is time to kind of bring all our opinions together, you know? We we kind of texted about it, but just couldn't really get, you know, a joint episode together because of time and shit. So it's really just time to kick it and talk about these topics that we just haven't been able to bring to the people, you know? Mm-hmm. So shit, you want to start with uh the Kardashian? Australian one. Oh, I was like the Kardashian. <laughs> I was so oh you had me lost. I was like a Kardashian. Oh, but Ben Simmons. Okay. Um I think he played it smart with his latest move. Excuse me, because I know he definitely did. He played it smart with his latest move, claiming mental health. Hmm. Whether we know if he's actually dealing with mental health. Yes or no, we don't know. We can't be in that man's head. However, if he's not, I hope I hope if he is, I hope if he is that he's doing well, he's doing getting the right treatment to deal with it because mental health is no joke. And I don't want to call like call somebody out for saying they're faking it if they're really not, if he's really getting depressed. You don't know how different people how different things affect different people. He's on a obviously everybody's cr- criticizing him, everybody's talking about him. We don't know how much that weighs on his mental. If he lives in Philadelphia, he's walking around, you got people saying who knows what. So you never know what's actually on that man's mental. However, I'm gonna say this if he is faking it, if he is faking it, this was the best play because. That is something that can't be treated. That I mean can't can't be tested. Like they can't just be like, okay, like his like if he broke his ankle or something, they can be like, okay, his ankle's doing better. Why is he not playing? If he says mental health, there's nothing they can do to make him not play. And mm-hmm. this is a way where he can be still getting paid mm-hmm. because he's still there and he's still there and he's not like causing a rugged. He's not doing anything crazy. He's not missing. He's there, but. He doesn't have to actually play, risk injury, or do anything else, deal with the actual team because he's technically on IR because he has a mental health. That is my take on that, his latest move. I don't know what's your take on that, the mental health move. What, what, how do you feel about that? Uh, I think it takes away from him just because, like, the the, the mental health thing is – I don't even want to talk too heavy in it because it's a touchy topic. But in short, mm-hmm. I believe that people are able to work through obstacles in basketball. While it is a game, is Ben Simmons' job. So your reason to, for not coming to work is because your mental health is not where it needs to be. And I can only assume, you know, in context that it's probably because of the situation that we're in. But we're only in that situation because of you. So it just I don't find a lot of sympathy for that. It that. I don't call it an excuse that line of reasoning, but um, and it doesn't strengthen his position to me either. Like, because 
it's not like the 76ers aren't willing to trade him. They want to keep him, but they're willing to trade him. It's just that the asking price is, is high as it should be. Ridiculous. And, and him not well, Yeah, play, it should be. But but what I'm saying is, so he, he his reason listed for not playing is mental health and a little bit of his back. And you couple that with his performance in the playoffs last year, which wasn't horrible, but optics-wise, it was pretty shitty. Um, and how this situation is affecting the locker room that he's in right now, because we've seen superstars make trade demands and play AD did it with the Hornets for a little bit, and he sat out. But it's, I don't. But he only had one more year on his contract. That's my whole thing. You have a year left on your. If he has so like Ben Simmons was like. That's my huh? thing. Like, they're going to yeah, work, yeah, they, work, work with them. Like, don't come disrupt practice. Like, it's not it's not that he wants to be traded, but he needs to act like a professional. And there's a, there's a classier way to do this. It doesn't have to be ugly. Now, I mean, I, you're right. Because you, like, you brought up the Anthony Davis situation. Anthony Davis, if you remember, he wasn't getting the, he didn't get fined. He didn't get anything. Because, you know, it's a team by team basis. There's no rule in the league that, if that player misses a game, they have to be fine. There's no thing. It's a team by team thing. So when Ben Simmons was missing and not coming up, yes, they find him. But because everything that was going on outside too, if you look at the AD situation, even though he did demand a trade, he did pull a couple anti, it wasn't to Ben Simmons level. Cause if you saw, he was still getting paid while he was in new Orleans. He was just not playing. Who's they actually handling made the decision. Is it, is it Rich Paul himself? Or is it someone? Under yes. Like- no, know. no, no. It's, it's, it's. I don't know, bro. I don't know about Rich. Like, like I know, like he's like he's a good agent. He's a good mind, but I don't know if he's handling this situation the best, man. I don't like it. It's, it can be handled so much cleaner, like you, because if you work with the organization, because you know people are prideful at the same time. So it's like you're not giving the organization anything to work with. And even if you he wanted to, there more already said he's not going to move him. See, he's not going to move him without the right deal, like how you were talking about the yeah, right yeah. time. Daryl Morey said he'll deal. sit there. He will He will sit out Ben Simmons' entire contract if he doesn't get the right deal. So they're going to sit. They're just like, we'll play the game with you. If this is the game you want to play, we'll play this game because you're sacrificing your money. Eventually, you're going to break because you're, you're, you're gonna, your pockets are going to start hurting. You can't be hurt forever. So yeah, this bro, is hurting your legacy. This is hurting your money. It's easier just to shoot the ball. Like if you, I promise you, Ben. I promise you, if you <laughs> if you go on a ten game streak, right, and you just shoot whatever the fuck you feel like in the gym range, just shoot it at like J.R. Smith volume, like Nuggets J.R. Smith though, and you miss a lot or you make a lot. Either way, they're either gonna want you to keep shooting if you make it, or you miss a lot, they're not gonna ask you to shoot no more. There you go. I don't know about that. I think they're going to still ask him to shoot because remember, well, um, who was it? Like, Brown, you, you Coach Brown. Yeah, because Coach Brown was telling him that, remember, they, he said that I want Ben Simmons to shoot at least one three-pointer a game. I don't care if you make it. I don't care if you miss. I want you to attempt one three a game. This and then Ben Simmons refused shit. to do it. Just shoot it. That's that's because that's what they said. They said, we just want you to shoot one a game. It's just like, because like, it's do every, it, but every conversation with Ben Simmons comes back to the simple fact that he does not shoot the basketball. As complex and intricate as this trade situation seems to be on the outside because of how many years is on Ben's contract and how Ben is handled. Yeah, all that shit is really just coming down to 
we're here because he didn't. He doesn't shoot the ball. Am yeah, I wrong? Awesome. Like he can't shoot the ball because he showcased all these practice videos. He always he that's the thing I don't like too. He always shows these videos of him shooting. He shows all these other things and pickup games, all these other things of him shooting. But we're like, okay, so it's not that you can't shoot; it's that you won't shoot. Why and what is going on mentally? There's something going on inside his head that that's just preventing him. It's like, what is stopping you from shooting a jump shot? What going? What's going in your your mind? And let us figure it out. Let let us work through and figure this out to see why you won't shoot a shot. Because it's not going to do. I don't get why he's trying to demand him demanding a trade is not going to change anything if he still does not shoot the ball like you said. Like it come back to his shot. Oh my bad, I just dropped. Him. If he don't, if he don't shoot, then guess what? They're, the other team is going to eventually get annoyed and be like, "We need you to shoot the ball." Still, he's gonna be like, "I don't want to shoot." Okay, then you're just going to keep team hopping until you find the team that just was like, okay, you don't have to shoot. Is that his game? I want to know his end goal here because it seems like he was upset because he's like, oh, I can't do everything because I want because people are calling and people are in the way. I can't play my game. And then people are trying to make me shoot. And they're saying all these comments, all these other things. It's like, well, no matter where you go, how many, when you think about it, how many legit, I'm talking about legit stretch bigs. Do you have in the league that are good enough, like championship level big, like these like starter caliber that you want to win a championship with stretch fives are out there that are better than Embiid out there. <laughs> How many fives out there that can shoot are better than Embiid? I have them rated number one. Exactly. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, Jokic is cool. He can shoot, but Embiid brings all that on the defensive end as well. He can shoot. He's not the playmaker that Ben Simmons. I mean that Jokic is, but that's why you have Ben Simmons. You don't need him to be the playmaker. You need him to be that where he where he lacks in playmaking. He makes up for it because he's a defensive player of the year candidate. MB MB can make pretty good plays, man. I think MB passes pretty well out the post and he handles double teams. Yeah, he can pass. I'm saying he's not Jokic level, but I'm saying you don't need that. You don't need a you don't need a Jokic style center. That's why MB would be my MB or Cat would be my number one and number two bigs I want to play with. Mm-hmm. But and be number one because he's a big that can shoot, and he plays elite defense. So it's like, and you're supposed, and you're an elite defender yourself. So you have a big that is willing to stay out of the paint and play defense. So I don't get see what what situation he could go to that be better than this. Like the Kings were on his choice. Like he he'd be willing to go to the Kings, but it's like, why would you go to the Kings where there's less spacing and like less going, shooting? Because like going to the. I'm not gonna say. I was gonna say it's like going to the G League without going there, there. But like, there's no expectations if he goes to Sacramento. And I don't understand why he would go to Sacramento anyway. There's already three point guards there. Exactly, but it doesn't make sense. But that's why that's why I'm saying there's something that's going on in his head that it just needs to get figured out. That's just they they can't understand. And him doing this again, like I mentioned it before, him doing this is screwing not only himself over. But it's screwing the league over. Oh. I got to go back and find. No, it is. I got to go back and find it um, because owners are already, what's called, getting upset about it. Because you got to think this is hurting their money, too. This hurting their investment because that's how the players are. Whether we want to say it or not, blah, blah, blah. The owner, it's how it's seen as the owners and then the players are an investment for the owners. Because they're paying them millions. Yeah, the owners are yeah. billionaires. They're yeah, the they're contract. paying you millions to do your contract. Yeah, so they're already they're already requesting a clause like like for people that do things like this. 
Like, let's say, because, you know, people leave all the time. They're like, okay, well, these players are signing a contract. They're signing a deal saying, I will be here. I'm willing to assign a four-year, five-year, whatever-year contract saying, I am going to be here. And then a year into my contract, I'm going to request a trade because I already got well, paid. And the owners are like, that's they BS. Gotta, they got it. I mean, the players have a union. And I mean, you have to. Wait, they have a union, but the owners are already pushing to have at least not not a good not a majority of their contract, but some of their they have the players have to pay some of that money back. Let's say I'm just gonna throw out a number. Let's say they they're okay. Hmm? Doesn't that happen anyway? No. If if Russell Westbrook was getting paid forty mil, he was getting paid forty mil, he gets traded, he's still making forty mil. Just oh, on another, oh, like on another team. About, oh no, I misunderstood. That's why they got to make contracts match. I'm not talking about buying players out. I'm talking about no. I'm they're what talking about like saying, let's say something else. Yeah, no, they're saying like like how Ben Simmons getting paid all that money. If he requests a trade and he's like demanding a trade, and the owner feel like he's not getting his investment after he just made that investment, he's like, okay, well, pay me thirty percent of that money back. Yeah, and the players aren't going to want to do that. But they're already making that push to do things like that. The owners are already making a push so that the, when the next um, what's called meeting and board comes up, they can make that. So that's why I'm saying Ben Simmons isn't just messing himself up. He's he's messing it up for the people behind him because he's pulling this diva move. If he didn't pull a move like this, the owners they don't really they can't really do that because there's nobody. They don't really have an example. You can say like they said like the eighty and things like that. But there's a year left on their contract. They can leave afterwards. They'll be like, okay, we'll sit out a year. We'll leave. No big mm-hmm. deal. Ben Simmons has four years on his contract. That's tough to do. That's tough to miss. You can't. You're not going to want to sit your superstar for four years. He shouldn't want to sit for four years. And we've already seen the trade offers. They're not going to get those trade offers. What team is going to give you the house knowing that your star is disgruntled and he's not going to play for you regardless? And and that y'all like, yeah, he's out of shape. Y'all have no pool. Like, there's no reason for me as an owner to give in to this other, or uh, as a GM to give in to this other GM to trade for Ben Simmons. Why would I overpay for him? His value is low right now. This is a bad. I'm not going to pay high when his value is low. Cause why would you trade him? Like, let's just be honest. There's, there's like a 60% chance he doesn't get traded. Well, he yeah. Has, they also said they want him back because he's a good player. I mean, like he has no leverage other than trying to blow up bonds. But if you're in the contract for four years, does he like basketball? <laughs> I mean, I mean if you go back to you go back to his draft um thing, like like his pre-draft stuff, they said the biggest thing about Ben Simmons was that like that that drive, that that desire to keep going and get, to improve and want to take things to the next level. That, that they were always worried about his motor. They said that early on because if you remember those LSU days where he it looked like he was kind of half-assing it, he was going through the motions, and then you had that whole thing where he was he had to sit out a game because he didn't want to go to class because he's like, I'm here to play basketball. Why do I have to go to school? Everything like that. There, there, there was controversy there while he was at LSU. It wasn't that big, but it was there. That's why scouts, if you go, you, I'm pretty sure the stuff they don't delete those reports. You go back and look it up on like NBA.com or anything like that. Look at those old reports, the pre-draft or ESPN. They'll say they were, the one thing, one of the things they were worried about was his motor. And you see, you're starting to see it now. It's like, oh, maybe he doesn't want to get better because he's been the same player basically since he came in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's just. So, I mean, even that, like, not even getting bad. Like, does he even want to play? Like, he's made a lot of money. 
He can retire and be good. Does he want to play? Does this does this shit scream? Yo, I want to play. I'm trying to I assume he wants to play the game of basketball. Asking for a trade with I think because yeah, I think he I think he thinks he's a great he thinks he's a better player than he is. Like he's a great player, but I think he thinks he's a better player. He's like he's a I mean, like all the reports about what I mean. Shit, I think he's I think he's better than he's played. But I mean, yeah, but I'm saying he thinks if he had his own team as the number one guy, he should, like he could do something different than being over here in Philly, which we we won't know, and it's hard to say he can't because. We, we we haven't seen him like with we haven't seen him for a full season without him We haven't seen him in a full season as the guy. Yes, there's been a couple games here and there, but when he's by himself because MB's missing the game or whatever, but we haven't seen him as a full season as the guy. And that should be the that'll be the tempo. Who knows? He might he might actually break out and we'll we'll see it. And he might be uh, a who, better better who number makes one that, that we trade. Do. Like I say the T Wolves would be that? my prime destination for him to go. Would be the Timberwolves. Um, I know they would want, they would ask for Anthony Edwards, but I would say Anthony Edwards is off the table, especially since y'all don't have any pool. I'd be willing to move D'Lo because D'Lo and Cat haven't really even been playing because D'Lo's been either struggling with injury or when he hasn't playing, he hasn't been like, he hasn't been the Brooklyn Nets D'Lo that people thought he would be. He hasn't returned to all star form. He's not even the top 10 point guard in the league anymore. So uh, I would move like D, but he's still a starter caliber point guard, a point guard that can shoot and score the ball, score first point guard. I would move D'Lo, maybe a couple bench pieces, mm. and then a pick or two, and then that that'd be my my package to get Ben Simmons. Like, okay, hey, we're giving you yeah, two young guys. Dude. I mean, two young guys that could you you. Make, I know they're six are in championship mode, but two young guys, a couple picks, and you can take D'Lo, a scoring yeah. point guard, and then you have somebody else to space the floor with. Excuse me, with Embiid that. Huh? I think Doc would love to have D'Lo. Yeah, I think D'Lo will be a good fit alongside Embiid, too. He probably wouldn't be their number one, but I feel like he'd be a good fit beside him. And then on the T-Wolves, you still have Anthony Edwards, who's breaking out. Now you have your your full-time playmaker in Ben Simmons, and you still kept Cat, so you have a stretch big. So you have a good you have a good three-man team. You have, you have, you have your three-star lineup. And that can that can make them make a push to actually be in the playoffs in the West. If I was the T Wolves, I'd be trying to make that pick because I feel like that's the best spot for him. I've always said the best spot I would see Ben Simmons in is either the T Wolves or if he was playing like let's say Draymond Green wasn't there anymore, he was playing with the Warriors in the Draymond Green role. I would love to see him in like that where he's mainly focusing on playmaking, defending, and scoring here and there because he obviously doesn't want to score the basketball like that. He wants to focus on playmaking and defending, so let him be in that role, surround him with a lot of scores, and just let him do him. Yeah. That would be perfect for him, but do they win? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't understand why they haven't made that move yet then. Maybe they're trying to just well, I mean, I don't think well, obviously the Sixers want more because remember they're, they're asking for like a star player all-star caliber player, a one or two young players, and multiple picks. Mm-hmm. They want one of those big deals. And I'm like, okay, if I'm giving you a star-level player, I'm not giving you two young players and two picks as well. That doesn't make sense. That's a bad deal on my end. Because yeah. I guess they're betting on uh, Ben Simmons is what's called superstar potential. Because you got to think, even what they asked the Warriors, they were asking for what's going 
They were asking for Wiseman. They were asking for the two Warriors picks, and they asked for something else along with that too. And it's like, uh, oh, along with like Wiggins. And it's like, come on now, I'm not giving you. I guess the Wiggins thing was the match contract, but I'm not giving you all these young players and a, a young player and all these picks. That doesn't make sense for me. That's a bad move on my part. I'm not doing that. Hopefully, it That's comes out soon, man. It's just, mm. I'm tired. Of, I'm. I haven't been talking about it because I'm honestly tired of hearing about it. I'm just ready. I'm. I'm like I was rooting for Ben Simmons. I've said before here. I'm a big fan of Ben Simmons, but I just don't like that prima donna shit. Like it's just it just gets on my nerves. Eventually, I'm like, okay, cool. At first whatever, make your move, make your power move. And then after it kept going and kept going, and then these other reports came out with the teammates and stuff like that. Like, if you cool, you beefing with ownership, cool. But then you start lying to yourself when you talk about the teammates and all that other shit. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm like, just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it. Yeah, because I mean, it's, you, you don't got to bring anybody else into it in the first place, but. Uh, no, you don't. Man, so. Let's take a quick break real quick, man. All right, sounds good to me. We will be right back. And we are back. But are we better? I'm not sure. That question will be answered here shortly. Uh, let's jump into Spells' oh, favorite player of all time. His all-time favorite player, Russell Westbrook, Mr. Triple-Double, top five point guard of all time, according to him, greatest Thunder ever. How do you feel about those Russ antics, the old-school antics, when he went back to OKC for the first time. I mean, it's it's classic rush, isn't it? You know, <laughs> a lot of effort, plays hard, plays emotional, wears his heart in his sleeve, and he's a sore loser. I mean, he always has been. He's probably embarrassed, as he should be. And, I mean, because wouldn't you be kind of mad if you lost to a tanking team and the fucking, on top of that, they dunk at the end of the buzzer? No. I wouldn't need him, honestly. He's a clown. I, 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 I don't fucking I, get I it. I wouldn't be not push yeah, like cuz it's like my my thing is more so is I'd be more mad that we blew that like I'm not cuz at the end cuz I'm also one of those guys that's like play all all 48 minutes from start to end. I've never been one that like to hold the ball at the end of the game cuz I'm like you play the whole whole time. Like, don't get mad because you can't stop me. That's not my problem. You can't stop me. That's something you need to work on. How are you mad at me because you can't stop me? And I, if I say I want to go get another bucket, then shit, I'm going to go get another bucket. Who's going to stop me? Apparently not you because you ain't stopped me all game. That's how I feel about it. Plus, also, flip it. Let's say Russ was one rebound short for his triple-double. Let's say he was two points short for his triple-double. You telling me that nigga not gonna go if he stole the ball? You telling me he wouldn't go try to dunk it? Be honest. You telling me he wouldn't have dunk? Of course he would have. He's done it before. Okay, then that's why I'm saying shut up. That's why. That's how I felt about. it. I was like, shut up, shut up. I don't care what you're talking about. Old school rules. I don't care about them. Shut up. Get over it. Shouldn't have blew a twenty some point lead. That's your problem, not mine. I mean, bro, it was a shot. The buzzer. What is the rule? I want to hear the actual rule. I want to hear it said out loud, and then I want them to listen to themselves say it and say it doesn't sound stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're like, so they're like, you're supposed to hold the ball at the end of the game if you if you're beating. You're not supposed to try to shoot. You're not supposed to try to get another bucket. So, you're supposed so, to just walk yeah. out the clock. So, so what's the accept? What's the acceptable range, right? So like, if is it over ten? Is it when I'm supposed to chill? I'm or not cheering. I'm not chilling as long as it's a two possession game. If it's a two possession game, I'm not chilling because if it's a one possession, obviously if I miss the shot, then they can go back and score. But if it's a two possession game, then they still got to get a stop and everything. Yeah, I'm two possession. Game, I'm going for it. I don't care what you're talking about. Hell, you, if I had like three seconds, I would have threw the shit off the backboard to myself. <laughs> exactly. I mean, um, who was it? God dang, I can't remember who it was. It was some old player back in like the eighties. It was like the eighties or nineties. Uh, he pulled a stunt like that, except for he took it to another level. I remember the opposing coach was so mad he like wouldn't shake his hand out though. He like he was calling him class. I gotta go look it up exactly who it is. Somebody might listen. I might know who. Know what you're talking about? Yeah. So what happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, homie was what's called one assist away from a triple double. So what he did was they got they got the ball. They had the ball instead of holding the clock. That he called a timeout, and then what's called the coach was like, "I want no parts of this." So he walked off. He was like, right, that's between y'all. I don't want no parts of it. So he drew. So he handed him a clipboard, homie. Like this is an actual NBA game. Y'all gonna look it up? He he drew up a play. He passed it to his teammate. His teammate laid it up. At the end of the at the buzzer, got his triple double, and then the opposing team and the opposing um players were pissed off. And it's like, why are y'all pissed off? Get over it. Play defense. Like, if like, you right. if you want to be mad at yeah, stop me. You stop see what I'm you you saw I called a timeout to do this. You stop me. You not yeah. you didn't stop me? Oh, cause they didn't even play defense. That was the thing. They they were just upset. Like mo- all the opposing team were either sitting at their bench, standing by their bench door, staying at half court. They were just pissed off. And he just got an easy bucket, score, and then he tried to go shake their hands and shake the coach's hand. They were hot. And I'm like, what are you hot about? If you got a problem, stop me. Y'all tell us to play hard the whole game. Give effort the whole game. But when you give effort the whole time, people get upset. And on the other side, too, when the losing squad, let's say there's like five, six seconds left and the team is losing. When do you ever see them really hold the ball? Usually they still shoot up a shot. Somebody on that team shoots up a shot usually at the end of the buzzer. So it's it's, okay for the losing squad to shoot it, but not the winning squad? How does that make sense? It's Russ talking about he old school. He do all that dancing shit before the games. He do all that shit he talking to people. He talking shit to people's family. A part of the old school. Right? Fuck out of here. Yelling it's at corny. babies. Yeah, I ain't cor- see Jordan yell at babies. Nigga corny. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Jordan, but nigga corny. He a <laughs> but yeah, I, I respect his hard play, right. but I just think that's weird. What you What do you think about his start with the Lakers? I'm not. I'm not stressing it. Honestly, I don't like the Lake. I'm not putting everything on Russ. I was talking to one of my homies. Um, he he's a Lakers fan too. He was like, I'm not putting everything on Russ. That's on the whole team with the with how their bad play because they've been all all together bad. He said he's been he puts it on Vogel. He's like that's that's a coaching issue. That's he's like the rotations are awful. You're not putting players in the right situations. That's awful. If you look at Russ, a lot of times when Russ is on the floor, who else is on the floor? Russ is one of. Russ statistically for his volume of shots is the worst three point shooter in NBA history based off his volume. It's just a, like just off analytics. They say he's the worst three point shooter in NBA history based off the volume by how many he shot shoots. Cause he shoots a lot of threes. He's like Charles Barkley level. Cause Charles Barkley was an awful, awful three point shooter, but he loved shooting threes. That's what Russ is. 
So if you know he's not a good three-point shooter, why are you playing him with two bigs and LeBron when LeBron was there? Like that, that, that is, that's that's my whole thing. It's like, okay, cool, you gotta you gotta play people like that, X, Y, and Z. That doesn't make sense to me. That, that that just doesn't make sense to me. If you're gonna have, if you're not gonna put the adequate spacing around Russ, but then you're gonna crit- criticize Russ for not being able to adapt to the space and that doesn't make sense that's like you're not putting him in a position to succeed yes these players are paid millions yes they are supposed to be great athletes they're supposed to just figure it out but at the same time that's why the coaches are there the coaches are there to lead them and put them in the right position and put them in the right spot to succeed and Vogel is not putting the Lakers in the right spot to succeed that's why I don't I don't I'm not gonna put this on Russ his struggling yes his turnovers and everything yeah they're high they're always high he always is one or two and um, what's called turnovers, but for you to know how a player plays and yeah. then still not put him in the right situation, that's on the coach. You know mm-hmm. how he plays. You're supposed to figure out a game plan to to maximize his strengths and try to minimize his weaknesses, and you're not doing that. So that's on the coach. Vogel, I don't, I don't know how Vogel still has a job, honestly. I guess since he lucked into a championship because <laughs> he has LeBron and AD. Damn. I don't think Vogel. I think Vogel's overrated, but that's just me personally. I, I don't think Vogel's a good coach, but is it is? Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to tell when LeBron's on your team, but that's a whole nother topic. That I'll take up another like five, ten minutes. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> Look, let's get into it. Let's get into the. Uh, I want to call it the nitty gritty. It's the exact opposite. Let's get into this ticket tack foul shit in the absence of him. Um. Harden's game has been, I don't want to say his game, but his scoring output is going down a little bit. And that, a lot of that you can attribute to injury and just, you know, he rehabbed all He did come in out of shape. Yeah, he came yeah. in out of shape. They did say he was out of shape. He but, has to play himself in the shape. But nevertheless, he can still get himself easier look by generating, you know, looks at the free throw line. And we had Trey Young recently also this, you know, com- I won't say complain, but point out that, you know, calls that used to be there you know on certain cues are no longer there and it's just like everybody's just kind of like what the fuck but the, well, the, I wouldn't say everybody not everybody but there, there's certain players that look for those those ways to get going and I mean they've been exploitable for a while so I think it's going to kind of take a while to get used to for some people it is going to take some use, getting used to, but that's still on the player to adapt. They're supposed to, they should be adapt their game. Um, I'm not opposed to it because I'm tired of the ticky tack fouls anyway. You saw it happen in the Olympics when, and when the Olympics were going on and they play a more physical style. You saw a lot of the Team USA players they were whining, complaining for the first like couple games when they were catching those L's. Mm-hmm. If you look at those games, they were whining about, oh, we're not getting our fouls. They weren't getting back on defense. They were getting destroyed because. They were complaining about fouls, and then the, the over there they weren't calling them. But eventually, yeah. later on, yeah, I mean, yeah, because if you look, I mean, I'm going based off of what I've seen. A lot of the things, because I'm a, obviously I'm a Celtics fan. I Tatum, he's still averaging like 26 points, 27 points a game. However, 
he is he is one of the main people I've seen cry about fouls every single time. Like Udoka has even had to pull him before because he's barking at the refs all the way up the court, talking about where's the foul because he's because he wants to get those ticky tag fouls and they're not calling it for him. And he's going people going down court, they're scoring. And even the Heat game, I was complaining about the Heat game when we played them. And there were so many times where like Bam or somebody was going down court and they were scoring because instead of getting back on defense, Tatum was complaining to the refs about not getting him his foul. There's certain players who are still playing fine too. Curry is averaging 30 a game. Doesn't seem affected. KD averaging 30 a game. Doesn't seem affected. So I'm like, these shooters are, there's a lot of shooters who are still thriving in this. It's just certain players who, yeah, you're right. Look for those kind of contact fouls to get going. Let's say you're having a bad shooting night. You got a bad start. It's only a week or two weeks into the the season, so I'm not really tripping over it, but it's early in here, and you're like, okay, I, I have my shot's not falling. Let me try to get to the free throw line, get going, like you were talking about, get going. They're not. It's not happening. I think that's the biggest thing for Dame and Harden. Dame, he's just having a bad shooting time. I don't think it's really as much for the fouls. I think he's just because he sh- he's struggling from the three point line. He was shooting like 18. percent so it's like he's struggling. So he's like, yeah, maybe some of those easy baskets will help him get him going. But he's just having a bad shooting week. I'm sure if you look at some other games over Dame's entire career, he's had a week or two weeks where he's just had a bad shooting game, like all oh, number game bad shooting games. The shot wasn't falling. I also think Harden is still playing too passive. Um, when I was watching, who was they playing? What, what which game was that? I think, oh, it was the um, Hornets game. I, I haven't watched every Nets game. I've watched the Hornets game, and I watched when they played, um, what's it called, the Bucks. Well, no, no, not the Bucks. the 76ers. The 76ers. It was the 76ers and the Hornets game. And if you watch Harden, he looks like he's still playing passive. Even when KD's not on the court, it looks like he's still facilitating and passing. And that's why I said but at the beginning of the season, I feel like the Nets are built to be a three-star team. Like they're built to have, because Kyrie led them in scoring last year. They're they're built to have yeah, Kyrie dropping twenty seven, twenty eight, KD dropping twenty five, twenty six. Harden can drop twenty points because he's playmaking for a lot. And I think Harden's not really looking for his shot. He's trying to playmake, and then he tries to be like, "Oh, I need to go score too." But then he tries to pull those same antics, and they're not falling. And he's just kind of like he's he's in this weird mode right now because he's he's trying to he's trying to be. Trying more passive and more facilitating. Yeah, right. he's trying to be yeah. in rhythm, but he's also trying to be passive. So it's like, bro, we need you to get aggressive. You get aggressive, I guarantee you'll find your rhythm faster. You'll find your rhythm faster taking like five, six, seven shots a quarter, which is what you're used to, rather than taking like, you know, two, three shots a quarter. Maybe take a shot at the beginning of the quarter. Might take a shot at the end, but you're trying to play, make, trying to facilitate, move the ball around. Yeah, well, I just think it's going to be hard for him to get in the rhythm. He probably has like a standard for how he feels to give himself a green light like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially for the type of shots he takes, because he, if he's if he's hobbled a little bit because he's still recovering, he's not gonna have a quick first step. And you know his his quickness is kind of like a huge part of his game. Because yeah, that's I mean that's how he draws those fouls. So I think he's probably just trying to just get himself in shape, man. And still impact the game yeah, in other ways, and, and just scoring the ball. He can do that because he has a good basketball IQ. He's not the reason the Nets, you know, lose basketball games. They have other deficiencies, but it's something worth monitoring. Um, both these guys, him, Trey Young, they're both gonna adjust the scores. They, they're gonna get buckets regardless. You know what I'm saying? Because they had to get those buckets before they got that superstar treatment anyway with the calls. So 
it's, it's kind of yeah, a little point, exactly. but it's, it's interesting to watch how it's going to happen when the game is close and you know how people react when there's probably like an obvious foul, but the refs don't really know how to call it and they decide not to call it. And you know, to watch the news, watch, watch Stephen A go off about that shit on a fucking Wednesday. I mean, night. yeah. We, I mean, they already they already have missed a lot of calls. I, it hasn't been to the point where it's like a closed game, but they've already been missing a lot of calls. Um, I see it just watching the Celtics. Like their last game, uh, what's called Kyle Kuzma pushed Jason Tatum in the back, and everybody watching like, hold up, he pushed him in the back. How did you not call that? But they didn't make the call. And it's like you see it already. They're not making a lot of calls. They're like, eh, it doesn't look that bad. Oh, oh. Yeah, he didn't give you that much contact though. It's like it's like the refs are still trying to figure it out themselves. Cause if you even look at Curry, he's done caught a couple like um, fouls on three point jump shots when they're not calling as many. And there, there's been a couple times where Curry literally flopped and he got the call. And it's like you can tell the you can tell the refs are still trying to find. They're trying to get used to it. They're trying to get used to like ah, oh, I'm not supposed to make that call, but I already made blew the whistle. Or ah, uh, next time I can't make that call, and I and they they try to make up for it by ignoring another call later on because they're trying to find that happy medium. So I think the refs are going to have this growing pains too. So this whole season is just going to be a weird season. Them trying to figure it out next year is going to be better, but this, I feel like this season is just going to be, you know, just a season where they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah. we can do that. Well, we can do that. But as long as they find some consistency before the playoffs or how they call it. And it's going to take some meeting of the minds and some, you know, some, some zoom conferences to kind of talk this shit out after they review film. Cause they review film. You know, I figure mm-hmm. you know, I kind of have a standard as they get closer to the playoffs and this shit matters, you know? So, we'll see, yeah. man. Anything else you want to give to the people, dog? Uh, not right now. I think, I think, I think I'm good right now. I think I'm good right now. I don't know if you have anything else. I think, I think, I think this is a pretty solid episode, comeback episode, you know, start their yeah, Saturday man. morning with, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Thing, think, think the people well, like it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But anyways, this has been another episode of the Ath Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself, King, because simping ain't pimping.